Hello everybody, it's Pastor Chip. I hope you're doing well today. Hope everything's going okay. So today, I'm talking about apostates. You know apostates. Apostates are people that deny their religion, turn their back on religion. Having known Christ and the religion, they, they turn their back on God. So what is an apostate, I guess, per se, that you might think of. And, well, for me, when I think of apostates, the things that come to mind are uh, preachers that had the calling to go into the ministry and then abandon that calling to do secular or worldly things. That's, for whatever reason, being a minister... Uh, they don't. They don't do it anymore. So then you get into. Well, were they truly called, or did they truly turn their backs? It becomes a double-sided sword discussion. But we're talking about Jude tonight. And Jude talks about apostates in the sense of these are people that are preachers and leaders who use their position to mislead people out of the church. Knowing the right from wrong, they lead the children out of the church. They lead the children away from the church. Um, they corrupt the gospel. So, okay, since I mentioned Jude... Jude is considered to be the half-brother of Jesus and the brother of James, Mary's other children that she had after Jesus was crucified. And um, so Jude and James are listed in the Bible as the brothers of Jesus, brothers of Christ. But Jude writes his letter about 65 A.D., and he writes it reluctantly because people are coming in already and tearing the church apart, and he's trying to keep it together. And it's a short letter. But um, anyway, that's who Jude is. It's not the guy that they sing the song about. But they say that he was the brother of Christ. And we talk about people that mislead the believers and followers. I mean, things that come to my mind is, if you remember the Jonestown uh, suicide in Guyana where Jim Jones had, what, hundreds or maybe a thousand people commit mass suicide for his religious cult. You got the Koresh cults. You got the Heaven, Heaven's Gate cults and... These are people that pry on the minds of people and mislead them and, and take them away from the gospel. But today we're seeing it in a different in a different light. Today we're seeing transgender priests, gay priests, pastors, um, people in positions of church authority saying 
contorting the gospel and saying, you know, that's not what God meant, not what Jesus meant. Well, I, I just have to ask you, how does 2,000 years of biblical rock tradition suddenly change overnight with a screaming minority changing the way we've always looked at things? Well, it's it's uh, several reasons. First, it's the devil creeping in and letting people get an edge in. It's like it's like a, taking a knife to a turtle in a shell. Once you can, or an oyster in the shell. Once you squeeze in between, you can pry it open. And that's what these people are doing. They're saying that they're Men trapped in women's bodies and women trapped in men's bodies. and Well, you know what I say. I was once a man trapped in a woman's body and then my mother gave birth. And that's about as far as I'm going to go to blasphemy the Holy Spirit and say that he done something wrong when he created me. But people are are falling on these bandwagons of feel-good theology. And you heard it here. I've said it before. It's feel-good theology. I can make the Bible be what I want to be. I can make religion be what I want to be. And these people are, <clears throat> these false leaders are leading people astray, corrupting our churches, Tearing up our institution. So, we're having a fall away from the church today. And why is it? Is it because of these false leaders? No, I think the reason we're having a great falling away is because we are not exercising grace and love in Christ. And we're trying to put everybody in a box. We're trying to tell everybody you got to be this way. You got to dress this way. You got to wear your hair this way. You can't wear earrings. You can't wear tattoos. I've talked about all this before. We're trying to put, (coughs) excuse me, people in the box. But are we walking around wearing sandals and robes and living in little stone mud huts with dirt floors and? Casting our nets in in the water like the first century Christians were around Jerusalem? No, we've come a little bit farther than that. We cook with oil now and we heat with electric and we change our clothes every day. But we're still humans. We're still people. And we still have the same, for the most part, moral values. So, what has changed? Well, we've gotten away from what the Bible says is the ways, is the natural things of man, and we've gone to the unnatural things. And then we've, we preach this feel good theology and like I said, people are leading us down the wrong road. And and the pastors and the churches 
are just as guilty for not denouncing and preaching against it in their pulpits or anywhere they go. Even the ones that have it in their family, they've decided it's okay to accept their loved ones for the lifestyle they're living and preach to the church to do the same thing. Well, you still love your loved one, but you don't approve of the lifestyle. You don't let them come into your home. You don't let them uh, change the way you do things. And that's what's going on. You know, it's like a a loaf of bread sitting in your cabinet. Once a little speck of mold starts growing, it starts to affect all the slices in the loaf of bread until you cut the mold out. People, we've got to cut the mold out of society. We've got to stand on the Word of God. And so I mentioned Jude... So let's read what Jude's talking about. I'm going to skip around to several sections and we'll read the meat of it. So in Jude 1, 4, he says, For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men, who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now you say, well, my preacher doesn't deny the Lord God. Does your preacher deny what God stands for? Does he deny the Word of God? Does he or she stand in your pulpit and say, well, that's not what that means. It means we should love one another and that, you know, it's okay to do that. Is that what they're doing? Because if you're denying the gospel, you're denying Christ. Flat out. And woe to you when you stand before the judgment seat. I think you're going to get denied. I don't know. I might be wrong. But I've read enough of this Bible many, many, many times. And my God is not a forgiving God. And we'll get to a point about that in just a minute. But... He holds people accountable. When he says we will be judged according, <laughs> whoo, boy, don't you know that when, <coughs> well, excuse me, we're standing up there in heaven before that judgment seat and you see people getting judged, you're going to go, whoo, man, I'm glad that ain't me. And he's going to say, shut up, you're next. I know what you did too, so don't you say anything. Ain't nobody getting by. Jude 1, 8 through 11, he says, Likewise, also, these dreamers defile the flesh. Did you hear that? Defile the flesh. They reject authority and speak evil of dignitaries. Whoa, man, is that not our day right now? That's everything going on. And it says, um, let's see, but these speak evil of whatever they do not know, and whatever they know naturally, like brute beasts, in these things they corrupt themselves. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, have run greedily in the error of Balaam for profit, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. 
Man, he summed up. He summed it up in three famous biblical characters. Cain. Cain killed his brother because he was mad that he had a better sacrifice for God. Cain murdered. Man. And then Balaam. Balaam sold out for money and greed. He was a prophet of God and he sold out. And the angel appeared to him and made his donkey talk against him. And Korah. Korah. God wiped out his whole family in the rebellion. Killed them all. Jude 16 through 18. These are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lust, and they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. Holy smokes, we've never heard that out of Nancy Pelosi, have we? We've never heard that out of any politician in D.C., not just Nancy. I mean... All the ones that are on TV, they're all doing it. How about in your states, your governors, or politicians? They're all saying whatever to get the vote needed. They're taking the money to get the vote needed. Preachers. Saying what the congregation wants to hear. Preachers that don't preach against hellfire and damnation because they don't want to run people off because those are the people that tithe. Those are the people that pay our salary. We can't say nothing against them. You know, the Bible says, <coughs> excuse me, not the Bible, but but as Preachers were not supposed to take a political stance. You know, people say don't take a political stance. But there's nothing wrong with talking about the values of one party versus another, is there? If that party is voting for abortion, infant genocide, if you want to call it that, Tearing this country apart, ripping down our borders, giving our everything away that we've worked our lives and our grandparents and everybody else worked for us to have. Is that contrary to your interest? Or is that along with your to your interest? What do you think? Walking according to their own lust. And they're swelling their pockets is what they're doing. And then it says, But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lust. These are sensual persons who cause divisions not having the Spirit. Let me tell you something. You ever see a televangelist on TV saying, send money, you know, I'll 
grant you this and we'll heal you. Or you ever see the crusades where these televangelists, the people come down and they put their hands on them and they heal them and they power. And you see all these churches where the people are shaking and rolling and looking up to the heavens and rolling their eyes back in their head and and holding their hands up to heaven and talking about how they're they're all uh, possessed by the Holy Spirit. You know, He's come and He's He's upon them all. Let me tell you something. If the Holy Spirit is doing that to people, and they're having all these events where they're healing people and laying hands on people, but you're not taking your gifts and you're not emptying out the St. Jude's Hospital, and you're not emptying the pediatric wards, and you're not healing the sick and inflamed, and you're not breaking two loaves and feeding 5,000, to me, you're just all talk. You're in it for the money. If you truly had the power of the Holy Spirit, if you truly truly had the power and could heal people. I wouldn't there would not be a Shriners hospital with a child in it if it were me. There wouldn't be a pediatric wing within driving distance that I could get to that I wouldn't heal every infant and child in there and give glory to God Almighty. I don't know how anybody other than Satan in their heart can influence a people and mislead them and misguide them. I don't know how they can sleep at night except, like I said, that they have Satan in their heart because they don't have the love of Christ. They don't know Jesus like I do. They don't have that washed body white as snow from the blood of Christ. I wish I had more so I could do more. And but you know, <laughs> I've also mentioned this before. You know how people come to you and Say, hey, what's wrong with my car? And you look at it and you say, your tire's flat. You need a new tire. And they go, okay, well, I'm going to go ask somebody else. And they drive off and cut the tire down to the rim and ask somebody else, oh, yeah, your tire's flat. Oh, okay, thanks. And they go get the tire changed. But why did they come ask you if you didn't want to hear what they had to say? It's the same with being a preacher. I preach what God tells me to preach. I don't use a lectionary. I don't use somebody else's sermons. I don't use feel-good theology. I preach what I feel God has laid on my heart. I preach from the things that I see and encounter every day. And I wish... I wish with all my heart that I could just 
I could just get more and more people to understand and to see. You know, I mean, the world is drowning out there, and I'm throwing them a life jacket, and they won't even take it. It just breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. I tell you what, if you got a gift of healing and you ain't healing children, you're a mean, cold hearted <laughs> piece of something. I can't stand even walking to the hospital and see children hurting and crying. Children should not have to suffer. People are being misled every day in this country. People are being victims and misled by people who say they're of the church, who say they're followers of Christ, who say they have your best interest at heart. People, pray for discernment. Pray for wisdom. Recognize these wolves in sheep's clothing because it's only getting worse. Our world is slowly collapsing. It's caving in around us. Sickness, death, destruction, murder. It's going on. I don't watch the news anymore. I don't read the paper. I don't... Because I'm so tired of it. It just breaks my heart. And if it breaks my heart, what the heck's God doing? He probably can't even open his eyes in the morning. You don't read anything else in the Bible. Read Jude. Read Jude. Read John. Read James. There's some small books. They say a lot about what's going on. But don't let these people steal your heart and your joy. I got asked to do a friend's funeral this coming week, and he's a guy I grew up with. And you know, if you're a true repentant believer in Christ, the only thing we should be afraid of is the way we die. I look forward to the day I get to go home. I look forward to the day I get to leave all this behind. This is Pastor Chip. I thank you for tuning in. I hope you can hear me. I was on that soapbox today. Stay in the Word. Do good deeds. Share the love of Christ to people. Don't be a 20-minute Christian. And don't believe everything you hear. Pick up your Bible and read it for yourself. God bless.